Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I am Nikki. And we are here to talk all things animes, mangas, dramas, books, and all the in-betweens. So, what are you drinking? Um, so today we are drinking Cut Water Rum Mint Mojito. It is from San Diego. It's gluten-free, 5.96 alcohol. It's mojito made with cut water, white rum. <clears throat> um, actually, I haven't taken a sip of it yet, so let's see. It says, a vacation state of mind. This Cuban classic is the stuff of poolside legend. Notes of gently muddled mint and lime are enhanced by natural cane sugar, topped with cut water, white rum, and soda water. It's a refreshing and easy escape year-round. And it says, one plus shots, cut rider, cut water, why do I keep saying rider? Cut water, white rum, lime, and mint soda. So, okay, we're gonna give it a little sippy sip. Sippy sip! <laughs> mm, tastes like a mojito. <laughs> I just, I do not like mojitos, so mm-hmm. this also does not sound very. I love mojitos. Oh my god! Mm. When I was in Puerto Rico, oh my god, best mojitos <laughs> I've ever had. Anyways, <laughs> well, I am drinking something that's not as good. Um, I'm pretty sure I bought this before. Um, but I may have forgotten when I picked it up. It's just tasting it now. It's bringing back memories. So this is Brickwork Cider House's peach. Sorry, it's a raspberry peach premium craft Yes, cider. you did. I remember. Oh, I'm my God. Kidding. I'm oh, just okay. kidding. I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I just remember. Actually, no. Yeah, you did. I don't remember when, but you definitely had it. Because I remember Brick House and I remember you saying raspberry peach. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, this thing does not taste good. It tastes like really bad wine. Um, oh my god, yes. See, now everything is clicking because like I said, you definitely said this before. <laughs> well, sad. Very sad face. But I'm going to finish it because I paid for it. Uh, and so, <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are going to get into the anime manga section. And that is actually a little late. Um, I actually did not watch any anime this week or these last two weeks. Uh, I've just been... Um, I've actually been reading Mm -hmm. things and watching dramas (laughs) and also doing the other, you know, 50, 11 things that I do with my time. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry, guys. No, no anime, but there is news. Uh, So the Attack on Titan season, I want to say four, part two is finally has a release date and it has a trailer so uh i watched it today and i was like i honestly have not watched anything attack on titan in so long that i was just like oh yeah these people um (laughs) (laughs) um also because i i have actually read the the ending and um i was not impressed so that's probably also why and uh yeah i mean i'm still gonna watch it uh I did talk to Jimin, and she's like, we should do another, like, crossover episode about Attack on Titans last season. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, that is pretty much it for anime. So for mangas, I am actually still reading Say I Love You. I've actually slowed down because I want to cherish it more, and also because 
it's like not all the volumes are free on, <laughs> on Kindle Unlimited. So I'm just like in a weird place. I'm just like, I really actually think I'm going to buy this in physical form because I would love to reread it and like have it, you know, in a physical form, but it's not done yet. And also like, I would probably prefer like it to be done so I can like buy the volumes together, you know, hopefully at a discounted price because I'm cheap. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm just like still reading it, still loving it. I think it deals really well with like, like at first it was very heavy on the bullying aspect because um, May herself was being bullied and, you know, she that was the whole reason she didn't have friends because she's like what the fuck these people all suck they're users and they're the worst and you know it's just better for me to be by myself and now she has like this like crew this family everything is like really really cool um and now it's more dealing with her like coming out of her shell and like her dealing with like having friends and you know caring about people and being responsible in some ways for other people's happiness because you're like now a part of that happiness you know what I mean and so I really like where the story is heading I think like right now they're like in their last year of school I don't know what that is in Japan it's very confusing but they're in their last year of school and they have to think about their future and so there's a lot of big things happening she you know is still in that relationship it's still very cute they did have sex it Everything is lovely. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm still really like enjoying it. I feel like this is a kind of story that could have been, you know, it, like we always we often talk about aging up some of these stories. I think that it could have been aged up because I think some of the things that like, there are a lot of like, very openly like sexual people in this. And I'm just like, y'all, you guys are still in high school? Like, what high school is this? You know, like, is this like Gossip Girls High School? Because that's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Uh, so they definitely could have aged this up a bit. Um, but I also think that like with the whole like prospect of your future part, like it grounding it in high school kind of makes sense in that way as well. So yeah, I'm just really, really, really enjoying it. Did you read any mangas? No. Oh, okay. And I assume you didn't watch anything either. No. <clears throat> you have been very busy. I have so. been very busy. Oh. Anyways, so that is it for that. Yeah, I don't think there's any manga news because I don't think there's any. Oh, I did actually add like a bunch of mangas from Kindle Unlimited to my like account, but I can't find my um, thing and I'm not going to look for it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like kind of, similar because you know it's like you read this you'll like this kind of thing you know so they're all kind of similar in scope so like when I get caught up on this I will have all of those to start reading um mm -hmm. you know up until the free point and then um I will let you guys know how they are one of them was that kazoo you remember the um kazuki sen or something like that one um I think I was reading that like 
way, way, way back when we first started this podcast. And then I stopped because I was reading it on a shady site and I was afraid of getting prices because it was free. Uh, but now they have it on Kindle Unlimited. So I think I'm going to like, it's at Kazaku. I think it's Kazaku-san. Um, the, the black dog and the white dog story where that girl, her parents were just like, oh, we won the lottery. So now we don't want to live here with you anymore. <laughs> you will go to school and we're going to go on a trip around the world. Um, and her parents literally just abandoned her. Uh, it's that story. So I'm really excited just to continue on with that story. And there are a couple like really cutesy ones. So yeah, that's that. Okay. Um, we're going to get into dramas. I'll let you go first. Me? Oh my god. I don't have anything really because my intention was to do I intended on finishing um the great shaman go do shim go do shim da do shim da do shim um <clears throat> this week but I just got really busy with work and stuff so I really did not have any time like work and then like personal life and just forgetting that I had like so much other obligation this week that I didn't have any time to like really finish that and then I didn't even get to watch like the last like so I watched last week's episodes of Lovers of the Red Sky Mm -hmm. but I didn't get to watch this week's episode and then I watched the first two episodes of The King's Affection because you know that was an anticipated drama for me but um so yeah so drama wise I really only have those two to talk about so Lovers of the Red Sky so this is not up to the current episode because I don't know what happened in this week's episode which I believe should be 10 and 11 so I think this week's was 12 and 13 um let me just double check Not that it matters. I literally can't even remember anything that happened. You know how long I sat here before we started recording to think? I'm like, what happened in those two episodes I watched? And I, so I believe the last time I said how they like told her to come to the um, school, like come to the painting institute and then she would like, she needs to like learn how to paint a portrait because they're trying to renew the portrait so that they can capture Mawang or whatever. And the guys are like, you know, I like her. I, I like it. Yeah, remember, because I, I bitched about how she's choosing this blind man over a prince. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, um, I mean, not really much happened in those, like, the last two episodes. I think... Oh, yeah, which is something I wanted to, like, kind of complain about, which is not really, like, a complaint. But I think because everyone is, like, now aware of who, of, like, that Mawang is in Haram, right? So that's basically what happened last few episodes is that people who didn't know about Mawang now become aware of Mawang and that now they know that Mawang resides in Haram. So basically, like, um, Haram and um, Jungi were, like, in the... I forget what it's called, but they were in the hall and then Mawang like takes over and, you know, starts kind of like attacking people. And then he's like, he wants his eyes from Jungi, so he has to kill her to get his eyes. And this man is choking this bitch out. And then she's just like, oh my God, this is not you. I know it's not you, Haram. Uh, I'm like, okay, like girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my 
goodness. And then, you know, Haram was like, woke up and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that, blah, blah, blah. And then like later, it's so stupid. So then the evil shaman lady also did later on in the, if it wasn't that episode, it was like the episode after. She like taps into Mawan's energy. And so then Haram leaves his bedroom and goes to... Because she, Chungi decided that she was going to, like, sleep over at his house. I don't know why. I feel like she, I know she went there for a reason, but honestly, it was probably a stupid reason. But she goes, yeah, she goes over there and, like, she sleeps in his other quarter. And then he, like, goes and is, like, about to kill her. But then the other painter who painted with her dad when her dad went mad, he has been possessed by, like, this painting goblin. And so that's basically how her life was saved. Like, let me tell you, this bitch, you know, this story has a lot of god slash demon ex machia. That's all I can say. Because every time this bitch is supposed to die, all of a sudden, some spirit saves her. And, like, I understand because, you know, it's the type of story where it's like, you know, she she's not going to die until probably the last episode one of them is gonna die right i would i would be shocked if one of them doesn't die obviously they're gonna probably find some way to have both of them live happily ever after but i wouldn't be surprised if this was a tragic ending you know mm-hmm. yeah so anyways she like he goes and once again tries to strangle the shit out of her and then she's like wait you're not haram or whatever um and then, like, the goblin saves her. And then he wakes up the next morning. He was like, what are you doing in my room? And she was like, uh, you're in the room that you told me to get in. And then, actually, this is actually kind of a funny scene, though. So, you know, they're in their underclothes or whatever, which is Ooh, scandalous. Sexy. I know. <laughs> which is scandalous. <laughs> so then he was like, oh, my God. And he, like, attempts to cover himself. And then she was like, ah, and she attempts to cover herself. And then he's like, I'm blind. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Like why? Why did she cover herself from his sight? He can't see you, girl. But then, like you know, the the prince, he's basically like in love with her and wants to protect her. And he like, uh, long story short, he like tells her to like stay away from Haram. But you know, I know girl likes to be choked, I guess. So she goes. She goes on a date. With Haram, and then Haram's like, because he finds out that Mawang is in him, and then you know there's this whole conspiracy that oh, if you if you're the painter, you're gonna go bad and blah blah blah. So in order to protect her, he's like, I'm telling you to leave by doing this. But then the prince gets jealous and decides that he's gonna harass Haram for killing those guards when he was possessed by a demon. And then that was the end of like that episode that I watched. So I don't know what happened this week, but I'll t- I'll be sure to tell you guys. Um, overall, I think my issue that I'm having right now is just that, like, I forget, like, it's just so annoying that every, like, the, the, the stories and the tales and the legends are being repeated, but, like, it makes sense because, you know, even though this character knew from episode, like, four, the rest of the people aren't finding out until now, episode 11 or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's still, like, just so aggravating to constantly hear the same things um and then I I was telling Nikki that I think my main problem that I'm having is just that like Kim Yoo Jung is such a good actress and she's just so much better than her two male counterparts 
that it's really, really hard to really, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, it's because the acting's so uneven. Yeah. It kind of takes you out of the scene sometimes. Yeah, like, they have, like, cute moments, but I, I'm having a really hard time, like, shipping them as a couple because I feel like Han Hai Sub is not giving as much to ship. You know, like, like I feel like all the, the chemistry is on her side. Like, she's hard carrying it. But, yeah. So, then I watched The King's Affection. And I think I made Nikki cloud my judgment because she was like, it was so good. And so, I was expecting something to be, like, really good. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. The two episodes were good. But they were also just okay, you know. Um, and I, maybe it was because I... Maybe it was because, like, I already kind of knew what the situation was or wasn't. But, like, I, or also, I think it was also because, like, I didn't get to really see. We didn't we didn't get much time with the people as adults. Like, it was mostly just backstory for the two episodes, which is fine. But I just, like, the way she had said it was so good, I just thought it would have been, like, it was, like, supposed to be so good. But anyway, so... <clears throat> King's affection. When the crown prince's consort gives birth to twins, the twins are considered an ominous sign, and the order is sent to kill the daughter. To save her, she secretly sent out of the palace. A few years later, the twin son, Liwi, dies due to an unfortunate incident. To hide her twin son's death, the mother brings back the daughter and raises her as Prince Li Hui. Li Hui eventually becomes a crown prince, fearing that her real identity will be revealed. Li Hui is unable to have any close anyone close to her and hides her emotions from others making biting remarks although she distances herself she starts to develop feelings for Jung Ji-woon her teacher who comes from a noble family Jung Ji-woon is a teacher from the crown prince Sik Gan Gong a government office for the sole purpose of educating crown princes he is described as a handsome man who is bold persevering and tenacious but also tends to take life as it comes and lives from Free from worldly concerns as an optimist who enjoys life. As the son of a government official in Sahebo, an investigation an investigative government office, his future seemed clearly set out for him. However, there was a reason he chose to go his own path and leave the easy road behind him. You know what's interesting? I don't know if this description was just the description in general that they were um that it was gonna be given to the people like you know what i'm saying like i don't know if this is official the official one that was going to be used for the drama right yeah like i don't know if this is like a a, a description that accurately is portraying what the story is i mean it's pretty close but i feel like this was just like in like when they first casted this and it was like oh this is what the story is going to be about you know but anyways it's adapted from a manual um it stars my girl park Eun-bin as Yeon-so, Sash Lee-wee, and Roon as Jung Ji-won. My boy, Nam Yoo-soon, he's Lee-hun. Except I was, like, thinking about it, because, like, I didn't realize he was on, in the show, and now I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't think I saw him. So, see, this is why I can't, like, this is why the, the first two episodes were good, but they weren't, like, amazing. Because, like, where was my fan-ass boy? Like, the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> so... <clears throat> The episode, like, episode one is basically, basically starts with, like, you know, giving birth to the twins. And, um, 
you know what? Now that I think about it, you know, it was good. <laughs> like, as I'm, like, sitting here thinking about the episodes, like, it was good. Was it great? I don't know if it was great, but it was re- definitely a really good start to the show, you know? It looks like it's an idol drama. What do you there's mean? There's a lot of idols in it. Like, from IOI slash Daya, from Victon, from SF9. Who's in Victon? Oh. Um, I think it's Choi Young Chen. Maybe? Let me check. Double check. Oh, I mean, yeah, Rowan is in SF9, but, like, Rowan is beyond SF9 at this point. Like, he... <laughs> no, I mean... And I mean that in a... Really nice way. In a positive way. Like, yeah. if you look, he's been in a lot of dramas. Yeah. And after Extraordinary um, You happened, he became the guy. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. So he's, like like... Beyond SF9. Poor SF9 just exists. But anyways. And I, I believe that he did acting before. But he's also cute. So I'll allow it. Anyways. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. So, you know, it starts off with, like, um, the like the crown princess giving birth. And then they were like, boy and girl, nah, fuck that shit. Women are weak. Who's going to want a king who shared the same wound as a girl? That's stupid and so then um the the king passes the order to kill her and then the mom obviously like fakes the girl's death and then like a couple years later like they, i think they said actually they didn't say how many years later at that point but like a couple years later it just so happens that the girl ends up in the palace as a palace maid and then the crown prince runs into her one day and he's like what the fuck like you look just like me bro and then obviously because the crown prince is the crown prince and mischievous he decides that he wants to um he he like they swap positions so that he could go see his teacher who got sentenced to like death because of treason and so at the same time she started falling in like she met um Jung Wong, I think his name is in the show. So basically, Rowan's character, but this is them as children. So like you know, so she meets him, and then he's been like super nice, and they kind of developed it. It was actually kind of cute. They had like a cute little romance, and I was like, oh, this is so cute. Like a little shippy ship going on, and um, <laughs> it so happens that his father is one of is like one of the henchmen that was tasked with the task to like kill her, and so then one last time like her and the king her and the prince like swapped places and then the prince dressed up as her and went outside and then the father found out that like oh she was still she was still alive and then killed him and then the mother when she was like they brought the body back to the crown princess so she was mourning him but then when she mourning her and when she looked over she realized that he didn't have the mark the body didn't have the mark that she knows her daughter has and that's when she realized that shit. So when she when they go back, she they're basically like, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, like like the the girl. She was like, um, Yunso. She was like a uh, well, her name is Dami, but I don't know why they call it Yunso. Like I said, I think this was that like my drama list was created from like what the description was. But anyways, mm. um, Dami, she like was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like he convinced me to do it, blah blah blah. But then the mother is like, listen from this point on you are the prince like you're the prince you can't let anyone know that you are not the prince and she was like no one in no one else except in this room will know will not know that you're the guy because everyone at this point thinks like 
everyone thinks that they killed the right person, which is a girl. And I also found, like, you find out that, like, it's actually her father that, like, put the order on to kill his granddaughter. And it's just, like, a whole, like, mess of politics. And then yeah. she starts feeling overwhelmed because she's like, listen, I was just an orphan maid, and now you're telling me that... I act, you were actually my mom and you abandoned me and this guy that was really nice to me was my brother and then this other guy that I like was kind of having feelings for and really loved his father is like trying to kill me <laughs> and so you know a lot on her plate and then they jumped 10 years in the future and we see her because like sh- she was very kind when she was young like you know apologizing to people being sweet and nice and all that and then they jump 10 years in the future and she's kind of a dick to everyone but she does as you as you as I read she does that to keep the distance between people because if people get close to her then they're gonna find out you know they're gonna find out that she's not the king she's a he she's she's not a he yeah so um and then it, it basically ends with like her and Rowan I'll eventually learn his name, but her and Rune's <laughs> character meeting again in the future. But then also she has this uncle that's like jealous because like, you know, she's going to be the crown prince. And he like, is like, wait, she kind of looks like a girl. What's going on here? <laughs> so I feel like now the story is yeah. really going to start, you know? Yeah, I think that the first two episodes are always like that. It's just yeah. so much story and you just like you don't really feel like you're really in it until those two episodes have explained everything that you need to know. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds good. It actually sounds really interesting. Like at first I was like, nah, but knowing that this okay, first of all, mm-hmm. first of all, how is it that someone's gonna think less of a man because he shared a womb with a girl well, when he was born from a woman? Yeah, but remember, this is like I don't know, before Christ, so <laughs> so they're allowed to be stupid. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, they're, yeah, they're literally like 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 they were literally like fuck women, women suck. Honestly, I thought the queen was gonna be savage because I knew I knew that they I knew that it was a, gonna be the story of her living as a king and no one knowing that she's the king mm-hmm. like she's actually a woman so i thought when the mo- when he had came in to kill the babies um that they were gonna be like oh the baby's dead i thought they actually killed the boy baby and like replaced it with a girl baby honest to god but then i found out that they just pretended that she was dead and i was like oh boo that's interesting <laughs> i thought a mom i thought a mom was gonna be a feminist queen you know but, uh, I mean, she she's like she <laughs> played her role as Gaia very well. You know it's you know so. funny. You know what's funny too. Like I immediately when I saw the mom being all like loving and like saying I'm on your side and I'll do everything for you. I was like, oh, this bitch about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and she did die. Also, before I move on, before I let you take the floor and talk about hometown cha cha. Um, they they could not even get real at real babies. They CGI'd them ugly ass babies, and I don't care what anyone says. Ain't no Why? way them. Ain't <laughs> no way them that those two babies are any real Korean babies. Like them shits look ugly as fuck. Looking like a Renesme <laughs> out there. I swear it. But anyways, I I did like it. I really did like it. So I'm and I'm really excited to watch more because I really want to see more of a story. You know, I love a good cross dressing story. <laughs> You know, I love a good 
I'm a girl, but not a guy. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Okay. So your turn. Well, I, yeah, I've only been watching Hometown Cha Cha Cha. And at first I was like, it's all right. It's cute. It's like whatever. But I felt like around like episode 9, 10-ish around that area, I feel mm-hmm. like I really started falling into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I want to say 10 because I think that's when I started actually tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, okay, so this got better. And I think the reason it got better is, one, uh, Shin Minna is, like, she's trying to do the whole, like, oh, I'm a soul light bitch, you know, like, I like expensive things, and this is the boonies. She tried to do that, and it didn't work. Like, it just didn't work acting-wise. Uh, and then, because they were trying to also make her, like, oh, but I'm secretly a softie and a nice person, you know? And it just, like, I don't know, it just felt really inauthentic. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she, um, you know, started realizing her feelings for um, Sunho's character, Dushi, and, you know, she started to be, like, like, I think when she let go of, like, the fear of looking silly, I don't know if it was both as an actress or as the actress, and, like, if it was the actress and, and the character or just the actress, it's one of those two, okay? Um... I feel like when she started really, like, really embracing the role and the cutesy, fun, funny, like, kind of parts of it, I think it started to work really well. And honestly, now we got all these backstories for all of these townspeople who were annoying as fuck in the beginning, but are, you know, most of them are better now, and some of them I hate more, you know, like, I, but I feel like now we're in a place where every, you know about everybody, mm-hmm. and they're together, and it's just really fun and cute. Like, it is just so cute. Like, like the whole, not you, and you know, like Sange, Nomu, you know, like uh, all of that stuff is really cute now. Like it's just really fun. I don't know. I could watch sixteen episodes starting at episode ten. You know, like just <laughs> them being cute together and the townsfolks, you know, knowing their backstories, kind of like watching their everyday life, seeing them cook and eat and like all this extra stuff, and having to love that stupid forced fucking triangle out of the picture. It wasn't even really a triangle. It was just. Who knows why it wasn't even there. Um, but having all that stuff out of the way and just doing an actual slice of life drama would have been A+. plus. Honestly, like this, I'm on episode 12 and I feel like the last like two or three episodes have been like the highlight. Like I really, really, really like it. Um, and I just really like the townspeople now specifically, like the gossiper got on oh my goddamn nerves. I couldn't stand that bitch. But we got to know her backstory and honestly, it was very touching, you know? I, I was emotional when I was watching her backstory because it was really sad. And knowing, too, like, with Hua Jung and her ex and, like, why she ended their marriage and how it really didn't even have to do with his first love, um, Cho Hui, uh, coming back or, like, when she left initially, is because this man's a piece of shit. <laughs> we knew this. We knew this. Okay? Like, it's funny because I knew it, too. And it's funny. Before Cho Hui came back, and before he was all like, you know, she's my first love. I have to make this work, blah, 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 blah. And they were, him and her, him and Hua Jung were like, they were kind of slowly like getting like into a place where you can tell, like you can tell they still have feelings for each other. They just like, you know, their ex is now like whatever, but you can tell that there was something kind of maybe brewing. And then he put it like, it all just went to shit when his first love show came back. But she has no feelings for this man. She don't even. She didn't even realize he liked her, much less was in love with her and called her his, his first love and was picturing this feature with her and blah, 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 blah. I personally, personally, I think that Shohui, um, I thought she might have been into Hua Jung, to be honest. 
I thought there might have been like you know their their sisterly bond was kind of similar to like the sis the the brotherly bond in Coffee Prince. That's what I was thinking was going on. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're gonna leave this 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 ancient man in the dust, and you two get together. I was like, okay, but clearly Hua Jung, you know, kind of still has feelings for this man who was just like a garbage husband, a decent friend before they got married, and then like a worse ex. I don't know. I feel like they're probably going to reconcile. I don't know. The drama's actually not done. There's like two episodes left, I think, on Netflix that are going to air this weekend. So I'll probably be, I'll probably watch them when they come out. Like, I feel like I want to see how this ends. And we're still, like, now we're in a place where the only secret, there's three secrets in Gongjin. And the three secrets are why did what happened to Dushik in those five years after I think it was after he left the military before he came back home the second mystery was like why did Hua Jung and her ex break up and then the third one is who won that like one point something billion won lottery ticket mm-hmm. now we know why they broke up so we just have to find out what happened in those five years it was something very traumatic because he has nightmares and he's in therapy and like he doesn't want to talk about it so i think that's really what like we're gearing up to find out because now they're together and they're happy so they need drama right so this is going to be their drama and then the million dollar ticket i have a feeling it's our cop boy who won that ticket because he's the only person in that town who would have won like you know, I think that would have been like something, one point something million USD, right? He's the only person in that town who would have won all that money and stayed in the town. <laughs> you know, like everybody else. And also he wouldn't have told people about it, you know? Everybody else would have like bought that ticket. You would have heard about it. They would have been flexing and they would have moved to Seoul, you know? But he's the only person who's like, because he's so like old fashioned and straight laced and very much by the book and like, He's not very show-offy. He just, he really is passionate about being a cop and serving and protecting. And so I think that he is the one who won the lottery ticket. But we'll see in the future. Um, I did like, though, I will say one, like, just to, like, end this and clear this out, um, is that one of the things I really liked about the drama was when um, Heijin's, she's the lead, female lead, uh, her her parents, her father and her stepmother came to town. And then there's a scene where um, he asked Dushik about his family. And Dushik is like, oh, my parents died when I was a kid. And then I lived with my grandparents. And then my grandparent father, he, sorry, he lived with his grandfather. And then his grandfather died when he was like in school. And so like basically everybody in the town raised him afterwards, right? And then he was all like, oh. And then so like Dushik left the family because you could see that things were a little weird after that and so while he was down while he was coming upstairs he could hear them talking and the dad was like oh he has no family i don't want that kind of flaw in my family i don't want you to date that man he has nobody and i was like is it his fault he's an orphan is it you know what for some reason dramas like dramas really do be saying it's their fault like (laughs) you're right you're right and I think he does have some trauma where he thinks that people like I think part of his trauma that he's seeing the therapist for um, has to do with him thinking that he is responsible because he he did have a flashback to like I don't know if it's his parents funeral or his grandfather's funeral where they were like um, somebody there was like, oh, you know, it's bad luck when your whole family dies, you know, like maybe you're the problem. And it, like so I can kind of see it, but I was kind of just like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, sir, your wife died. You remarried. So that is a flaw in itself. 
the fact that this is not her birth mother and this is not a quote-unquote real family if you want to <laughs> compare things okay and two once again he lost his whole entire family as a child what are you even talking about um so that was like one of those moments where it's kind of like oh Korea still does this I see okay <laughs> It's like when I was watching One Spring Night or whatever the hell that, that drama was. And um, he he was like a single father. And all of a sudden it was like a big, oh my God, he's a single father. Oh, speaking <laughs> of One Spring Night, China's remaking that. Oh, with who? Mm, I don't know if they casted the people yet, but okay, they're remaking I'm, it. Actually, I can look that up. Let me see. Yeah. Um, I will say about the acting, the acting's pretty good. Um, Shin Mina, she was kind of hit or miss, but she's she's doing a little bit better. Sunho, I mean, date me, sir. I'd love it. Uh, <laughs> and actually, the cop dude is kind of cute, too. I was like, okay. I mean, he's looking kind of buff in his, his, his uniform. So I'm t- definitely digging that. The second male lead is kind of meh. I mean, like, both as a character and, you know, he's not really doing much for me. That's Lee sang for anybody who, you know, is into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think it's... Um, Incho is played by uh, Kang Hyung-suk, and he is very, very cute. It is him, because he has some big-ass ears like june um but yeah he's really filling out his uniform i'm i'm liking it i have been watching the scenes from yumi cell with jinyoung as well i guess i can add that i have never i have not felt inclined to watch a full episode of that drama i'm going to be very honest with you but uh i have seen jinyoung's scenes and i've seen his behind the scenes stuff and he's looking good you know it's it's maturity he's he's playing an adult from the start of the drama, and his first his first appearance, so that's that's a you know a win for me, I guess. And yeah, he's looking really good. Her bangs, Bobby. yeah, her hairdo is just that's literally on principle. I refuse to watch that drama just because her hair looks so terrible. And there's this one point when he when they like when they're meeting in front of the, the office building, and he's like, "Oh, your hair is different," and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I." I guess she's like new new season or some shit like that. I don't know. And he's like, it's nice. And I'm like, sir, you're lying. Please don't lie to this bitch. Get her, get her in front of a hairstylist and get them to fix this shit, okay? Because her hair is ugly. <laughs> like it's so bad. I can't even look at her, okay? Uh, but as and there's a scene where Jin Young is wearing a wig and he's like, like I don't know if she's thinking of all of his scenes, but instead of him, it's him as a girl or something. Um, I don't get it. But you want you read the anime and sorry the manga? Is that happening in the manga? Girl, I don't remember anything oh. about that manga at this point in time. Okay, that's fine. You okay. know my brain is mush right now. That's true. Uh, did you check for the uh, Chinese version or did you give up? Oh, I I I like typed one thing and I was like, eh, <laughs> I'll I'll tell her later. I'm too yeah. tired. You know what's funny? I was like, that's why I asked. I was like, did you do it or did you give up? Because I think you gave up. <laughs> This is going to be a short episode, guys. It's been a long week, okay? <laughs> Anyways, okay, so that's it. But you drama. can't say we don't deliver to you guys, okay? Even though it was a long week for both of us. Well, mainly me. Yeah, but mainly it was a long week for me. 
but we still put in the work and we deliver content to you guys. So be fucking happy and give us a alcohol sponsorship already. <laughs> and um, oh, I just wanted to lastly say I am still watching. Well, I am still planning to finish her private life. I think I'm gonna watch that in conjunction with what's wrong with Secretary Kim or whatever the hell that drama called. Why? Because they're the same drama. Yeah, that's why I'm going to watch them together at the same time. Like, okay. I feel like that's probably better because they are basically, from what I've heard, by all accounts, the same drama. But, um, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed the, um, well, I didn't read all of the webtoon, but for what I read on the with the webtoon for that, I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I don't like webtoons, but um, I mean, I'll check them out here or there, but generally I like prefer like old school mangas. I know. We we had this discussion already. I'm just telling you that the webtoon was nice. That's all. Okay. Well, I'm just reminding you that I'm a snob. But anyways, let's get to books. I'm going to assume you only read the book that we (laughs) were supposed to read together. You are correct. Um, I was also very close to not, like, actually having that done for this episode, just in case you were wondering. Ooh, just because wow. I just didn't have it's time. So busy, yes. Yeah, I just yes. didn't have time. I mean, granted, did I read like eight books between the last time we recorded and now? Yes, yes. But it could have been <laughs> it could have been more if I wasn't busy this week. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but well, I'm not gonna talk about all eight books because Nat gets upset with me whenever I, I don't get upset. With I, you. she's like, "Can you shut the fuck up and just post that shit on TikTok? Like, cut it out. We don't care." <laughs> We don't want to hear about the 921 books that you read. So, you know, but since we have time to fill anyways, I want to talk about them. That is perfectly fine. Go ahead. But, you know, actually, it's really funny. So, guys, I say I want to talk about them, but my brain is so fried. I doubt I remember any of the books that I read. Okay, so (laughs) let's see. I'm actually going to count it, though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Well, thirteen books. Technically fourteen because I did finish a book that I was reading for a long, long time. Um, which is called Labor of Love by Maura Weagle. And it's just basically like this I, I think she's like a um she might be like a writer for like the New York Times or something, but uh, she went through like a really bad breakup and then she just like wrote about how like just like the kind of the invention of dating and how like basically dating is sex work and it was a, it was an interesting read you know it was, she like put up some statistics it kind of read like you know like a um what did what did it was called like you know like when you're tr- like you have a thesis and you're trying to prove it out type situation yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so she like talked yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah, so she, like, talked about, like, you know, how back in the day, like, you you would be, like, you traded your, like, a spouse was traded for, like, cattle and shit like that. And now um, when people look at, like, sex workers, they're like, oh, they're performing different sex acts for money. But it's like, but when you're in a relationship, you're doing that same thing as well. Well, <laughs> like, I don't I don't think you're making as much money in your relationship. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, the sex work sounds more fulfilling in that sense. Like, they're saying that like like you know, 
you you reward your partner by having sex with them when you do this. But anyway, yeah, it was it was it was like interesting. It was like pretty fun to read. Um, and so so that was like I gave that I think three stars. Um, yeah, I gave it three stars. So one of the books I read, which is probably like the worst book I read, no, was called um, the Bloodwood Academy Shifter series. And it was book one. And let me just tell you, and see, this is my, this is, I know I keep reading shitty, like, Kindle Unlimited Academy books, but I swear I will find a good one. A good one. I will, if it kills me. So I actually read one, two, three, four. I read four Kindle Academy books um between the last since the last time we recorded so i read shifter academy which is the fucking worst one bloodwood academy is what it's called it was so stupid it was literally so stupid first of all this girl so it's basically about this girl i don't want to read the description because it's too long but it's basically about this girl and she's like trailer park trash or whatever and she starts she goes to this school like well she finds out that she is a shifter when she's like fucking her boyfriend in the back of a car. And then the wolf comes out of nowhere and growls at her. So then she growls at him. And then, oh my God, it turns out she's a shifter and she's super special. And then I was like reading it and I was like, okay, whatever. And then it turns out that she's like 17. And I'm like, huh? Again. Okay. right and then this is the remember i told you when we were like watching coffee prints this is a book i told you about where the girl was like um where the the the, the author felt the need to clarify that 17 is the age of like consent okay. in uh. her world so basically she finds out she's a shiffer her mom was like yeah you guys can take care of her bring her to the academy and give me all your money and give me the money that it's gonna take because her mom's like a crackhead so then she goes to the academy and um you know it turns out that she's like super special because like duh why wouldn't she be because she's like so basically everyone has to be separated in the school right so shifters stay with shifters Vampires stay with vampires. Fae stay with Fae. Like, no intermingling of the species. So then she goes and she, she like, goes to school and the people are making fun of her. It's like, because she's, like, a she didn't know she was a shifter. She doesn't know how to shift. And then she makes, like, a friend. And then she's, like, she keeps hearing. Literally, everyone in the school is just fucking all the time. Like, literally all the time. Like, this mm-hmm. book was just, like, fuck, fuck, fuck everywhere. Um... <laughs> And, like, to the point where they're doing study hall, and apparently they're in the library doing study hall, but then in the library, everyone's just fucking. It's weird. It was it was very much See, weird. See, here's the thing. Like, okay, if you wanted to do a story in high school, you know, like, and you wanted to make the age of consent 17, like, at least make it, make a point for it to be 17-year-olds, you know? Like, you know how I said with, like, say, say I love you, how it's, like, they're talking about their future you know and not knowing what it is like what they want to do and having it like be closer than you think like that's a very high school thing to think you know so yeah. even though some of their like stuff that's going on is quite like is strangely like a bit adult like I can allow it in that sense because story-wise like there's a point 
for them to be in high school. Like, this just sounds like, like, once again, my theory is all of these old haggy <laughs> fucking bitches are like, if I was 17 and I looked as good, you know, or I felt as good as I do now, I'd be fucking everybody instead of being like the, you know, the 16, 17 year old virgin that they probably were, right? And that's really why they write these books. And that's why they write them in high school, because it's more of a fantasy for them personally, you know, like if when they were 17 and young and still, you know, on like on the teen porn playlist, you know, that's when they want to do it. Right. And so that's why it's really creepy and weird. Okay. It is. It was so, it was so weird. And then like, um, so she like, like I said, she's super special. So like the first time she shifts, the first time she ever shifted, she was able to shift right away because, you know, her, she, it turns out that she's like, she, her soulmate is a shifter. Well, she has like three soulmates. It's a reverse harem book. But like, the, the, not surprisingly, the alpha wolf's son is her like true, um, mate or whatever. But he was, he's dating like some other girl. And the other girl challenges her to a duel. And then she wins. And I'm just like, how does she beat this girl up? But apparently her wolf is, like, big and magnificent. And so then the other, like, one of the other guys in the... The the beta, the beta, the alpha's beta decides that he's gonna fight her. And if I was reading correctly, I think he shifts into a gorilla. And so we had a gorilla and a wolf fighting and he was beating the shit out of homegirl and that's when her like shifter mate finally revealed himself and like this whole time I was like this whole time you didn't guess it was I don't know I don't can't remember his name I think it was Marcus or something I was like girl the whole time you didn't guess it was Marcus like who else the fuck could it be like who else who else could it fucking be girl but and then we all she also was like turns out that she's like fated to be with a fae as well and then she's fated to be with a vampire so you know she has three men lucky her anyways it was terrible it served no purpose (laughs) (laughs) like it was bad and not in like a good fun way to bad you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like it was just bad bad but on the flip side i think i guess the best um academy book that i read was probably seraphinim academy which is weird because this was the also the one that i was like you know okay i won't say the best <laughs> you know what it was the best in the sense of it was the best story-wise like it had a story that made sense right right mm-hmm. however i think the one i had the most fun reading <laughs> was this one called Hidden Power, which is an academy of elemental magic, where this girl just, like, up and finds out that she's magical. She's like... So this one, I think, had a cool concept as well. However, the book served no purpose whatsoever. But I had fun reading it. And this... The whole point is that you had fun reading it. Yeah, it it served no purpose. I gave it, like... I think I gave it 2.5 stars because one it was short too and that's what i like i like when books are short like especially if you're gonna be a stupid book just be short because like (laughs) if you're like long and stupid that's just a waste of my time but basically it's this girl and she just she turns out that she's it turns out that she finds out that she's like um magical on accident she was at the beach people tried to kill her 
she like basses them with her voice it turns out so like the entire role is pretty cool so like there's different elements and like different ways to control magic and it turns out that her magic is the is with her voice where she can just call upon any element so any spell that you send towards her she can push back but obviously she doesn't know that right so the person who tried to attack her she then like pushes back with them using her voice and then my girl goes into a coma for like a month and when she wakes up they're like you killed someone and she was like oh my god I killed someone what and like starts being like dramatic or whatever and they were like the only way we can so you have two options like either you come enroll in this college right and yeah so this once again they were of age so that made it even better to be enjoyable but they were basically like either you come in and enroll in this college or you go back to your real life and we take your voice away and so she went she chose the option of um enrolling into the college but then she also had to like wear a collar to like control her voice and then you know she met like her tree boyfriends um one of them was a professor of course because like i don't know they have like an obsession with having students fuck their professors in these books i don't know what's some women like um power imbalance yeah but it's like an obsession but yeah so she goes and like like it was cute it was actually pretty good like um the sex scenes were fun the story was stupid but i had a good time reading it but then the one that was like actually a good story like with like world development and everything was the one I told you about where the only black guy's name was Daryl and he died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's Sarah. That's called um, Seraphinim Academy. Wicked Winds number one. Um, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to read book two yet. I kind of want to, but then I also don't want to because I feel like this author is low key racist. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that one was good. Uh, and then let's see what else did we like. So we liked. We liked, uh, shit, we did not like any of the other books. Oh, yeah, we we liked Lola and the Millionaires, which is book two in the Sweet Omega verse series. So I, I talked about book one um, a couple, like maybe a month and a half ago, uh, Baby and the Howlers. And so this is Lola's book. And it was actually really good. Actually, oh, my God. It was really good, guys. I love, <laughs> I loved Rake and Leo so much. Like, <sighs> that's why I'm not going to read part two. Because, like, for some reason, there's this one was part one and then there's part two. I'm not going to read part two for now because, like, I don't care about the other alphas. I only cared about the beta and omega and their relationship with Lola. Like, the fact that Leo and Lola had that same kind of, like, oh, they had a bad experience with an alpha and then they found this alpha, like, this pack and this pack kind of took them in and, like, cared to them. And then also, like, Lola being, like, you know, a poor bitch and then bucking up onto these millionaires like oh this one just happens to be a supermodel this one owns a thingy they all like live together uh, it was great i loved it and i loved how leo did everything for her and i want him that's all i have to say about this book. i gave it four <laughs> stars i loved it i loved every portion of it i just love leo i want a leo in my life especially one with money specifically one with money so like even, specifically, like I because mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know he owned he owned his own like bar and shit. He was he was a he was great. He was great. Um, and then 
we did The Ruin, which is another special girl harem, reverse harem story. Um, it wasn't bad, but I don't think I'm going to read any more of it because I just don't care. Um, I read The Other Black Girl by Zakia Dahlia Harris, which is like a very anticipated popular book. Um, I did not like it. It was it did not give what it was supposed to give. Like, I think it was not a book written for black girls. I think it was a book written for white women and for white people. Um, we can get into, I, I think that we should get into that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever. And then um, I read Trouble by Rizzy Adams. Um, it was very short. It was a, this girl, like, infiltrates a polyamorous relationship and they just fuck for like the entire book and it was great um i read seven sins of snow which is a reverse harem story it was like a snow white retelling i was about to say is it sounds like from that title that it's a it's like a snow white retelling and she's fucking the the dwarves because they're not quite dwarves but yes. Yes, they're all they're all vampires. So there's okay. seven vampires and they each represent a sin. So there's seven vampires that each represent a sin. And then she's like their vampire princess. It wasn't bad. Actually, I'm gonna read the second book in that series, which is Beauty and the Beast retelling. I'm gonna read it. I gave it two stars though, because it was like it was just so boring. Like, not boring, but like it was eh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Snow was just not... She was dumb. Um, I read that X-Hex, which is, like, a story... It was, like, a story about this girl who, like, put a curse on her boyfriend, and then he comes back, and it turns out that, oh, shit, the curse was real, and they went on, like, an adventure. It was boring. Two stars. Um, Lock Every Door. That's uh, a story about, like, this girl who goes into... um, She gets, like, a job to apartment sit at this in this new york apartment uh it was it was okay it wasn't like suspenseful in any way but it was all right three stars and then i read preacher man a preacher who's actually an ex-mafia guy who's obsessed with this 17 year old who turns 18 and then he fucks her um okay <laughs> and then we read dark planet warriors so take it away nat <laughs> Yes. Okay. So the keeping with our um mm. our theme. Wait, okay. I forgot one. Okay. Um Every Last Secret. So which is basically like this story of these two of two white women, white women in. That's literally the story. Because <laughs> like it's a rich white woman and then this other white woman moves into the neighborhood and she's like, Oh shit, like I want this li- woman's life. And then it's like, Oh, who did it? Who killed Ooh, it was so stupid. I was like, y'all did all of this for a man? Literally a man? Really? But a whatever. Lot people, a lot of women do a lot of stupid things for men. It's, it's <laughs> very mind-boggling as well, but you yeah. know, it happens. Okay, okay, so we both read Dark Planet Warriors series. Mm-hmm. And the first book is called Invasion and it's by Anna Carvin. And basically, it's like, okay, I'm on the um, Goodreads page, and like, this whole thing is real long, so I'm not gonna read it. So basically, Abby... But you know what's funny? We never, we didn't even know what the description was when we picked up the book. We just picked it. Yeah, we wanted to go in, like, without any expectations this time, so we were just like, let's not read the description, let's just go in. (laughs) So... We 
uh, was re- okay. So basically, Abby is a human being who works on the space station. Um, she deals with plants, and basically, like in this, it's like very Star Trekky, you know, where they have like, you know, we know there's life outside of our solar system, whatever, alien life, whatever. Humans are the backwater species that nobody cares about, no one gives a fuck about. You hear about that a lot in the story. Who cares? Tarek or Tarak, whatever you want to, I don't know what his people want to call him, okay? He's an alien. He's silver. He has pointed ears and a horn. So he's definitely an alien. Um, he is from this like warrior race that basically is in, they run shit. But you know, like they have these mortal enemies that they're fighting. His cruiser gets damaged. They end up going to her spacious station and murdering a whole bunch of people because they just need them to help them. They there's a passion between the two of them uh, that is unexplained, of course. Uh, and yeah, so, insta-love. Insta-love, for sure. And so she gets badly wounded, so he takes her back to his planet to heal her with, like, these skin nanobite skin graft thingies that they have. And all of a sudden, we're thrust into this, like, political story where, like, the queen is fucking crazy, but also trying to fuck Tarak. And the royals are all, like, pompous assholes. And he's, because he's, like, the the top dude in the army, he has, like, two-thirds of the army under his, like, belt. And he's been trying to, like, trying to, he's trying to get ready for basically, like, a, a battle between him and the, the nobility on this planet. And, like, and, like, of course, there's a wayward prince who, you know, could take the throne, but he's so, you know, anarchist and he wants to, you know... He wants to get rid of all these pompous rules and shit. So you know he's going to have a story soon as well. And then um, basically something that they hint at, but they don't actually say, but they literally hint at it so much it's like slapping you in the face by the end of it, is that like Tarak's planet, um, I can't remember what it's called, Okythea, uh, they used to have a sun like Earth and they used to be kind of like Earthlings, but then their sun died and that's why... They live in the dark now. That's why they can see in the dark. That's why their skin is different. That's why, you know, that's why them and Earthlings are so similar biologically that they can mate and have babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, but also they haven't had a woman born in Kythea in like a hundred years or some mm-hmm. shit. So like they're literally dying out when he brings this human over and he and they're all like, oh. We can fuck them and make babies. And I was like... <laughs> Honestly, I don't... <laughs> so after reading this book, which is, let me just go on record and say, yeah. a million times better than Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh, because my God. this actually it. has like a story and world building. Um, was I still bored? Yes. However... It had more to it than Ice Planet Barbarians did. And therefore, I enjoyed it a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually um, liked it. Yeah, I yeah. think for me, this just solidified that Alien is not my genre. Because I just don't care. Like, the whole sci-fi, this planet, this shit. Dude, for me, it was like, eh, I didn't care. Because I, I, especially this, I felt like it was not more so... Like, even though, yeah, they talked about, like the different like planets and all the different stuff and whatever it felt more like it was just like a sci-fi book than it really was like an alien 
porn book. I don't know how to explain that. Oh, but, yeah. The sex scenes were really, really vanilla. Like, oh, he has a big dick. And oh, he's here and in me. And oh, I came. And now we're done. And also just like, it was like, um, and then I think another, like, this just like solidified for me that like, you know, not my cup of tea, like the whole alien porn thing. Unless I find like one that's like really interesting world-wise and also sex-wise. But um, I think too that I just hate that a lot of these stories come surmount to the fact that, oh, they want the humans because they can fuck them and get pregnant. Like, because they need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that and also too like, oh, they're so weak and stupid and backwater and unintelligent compared to us, but they have heart and spunk. Those humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate that. And also, 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 billions of people of color on this planet. Yeah, You know, at first, I thought when I, when she said she put her hands through her locks, I was like, black girl? But then he said she turned pink. So then I was like, not that girl. (laughs) He kept kept saying like her face is changing colors. And I'm just like, you're just with the wrong girl. I'm just telling you right now. Like you're just with the wrong girl here. Okay. Um, But (laughs) I kind of, I like world building. So I like that part. But yeah, the sex was very, very I think, so I think I'm, for me, I need to be, I'm more of a character based person and i didn't find either character to be interesting yeah they so were for me it's like and i feel like i don't get that often either like it's either i get like good characters in a shitty world or a good world in a shitty character or in some cases shitty characters in shitty worlds yeah well, i kind of <laughs> like few though, books give me both i kind of like though like like i think you were the one who mentioned it too because you were a little bit ahead of me in the book at the time, but you were like, I love that he keeps shading her and like the human race. He's like, he's like, I think I'm in love with her, but ugh, humans. <laughs> he was not here for it, guys. He was not here for it at the beginning. He kind of just, I think he feel, like because they gave that whole excuse of him being in heat. I think that mm-hmm. was really the only reason that he kind of like whatever, and he didn't, he couldn't wait to get back to his planet and just find somebody like mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, I get it. I mean, I did, I enjoyed it. I th- I would definitely read the second book. And I actually did download the second book. I just haven't had a chance. I just I actually pulled up my Kindle just now, and it's the battery dead. So mm, um, I can't I wait for you later. to tell me all about it because I'm not reading that. I can guarantee yeah. that. Oh, but I did actually pull up. Um, like I told you that I had all these books that I had like selected yeah but we don't need to we no, don't no, no, need no. to hear but there that. was an elf book on there that i'm gonna read too an uh, elf book yeah and you know i hate elves what's right? it called is it is it the elven one that everyone's um, reading oh i don't know it's an amazon it's a kindle Unlimited. yeah but i'm wondering if it's one because i actually if it's that one then i'm actually gonna read it too but um <laughs> only because everyone's been reading it and you know i have to pass judgment on no this one's called a deal with the elf king and it's called it's from the mary to magic series by elise kova yeah, that's that's literally that's the book I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, really? I honestly just picked it because it looked interesting and it had actual read it, like reviews and stuff. <laughs> I know everyone okay. is like obsessed with it, and um, it's like I it's a it's like a um, what's it called? It's one of those Hades and Persephone Beauty and the Beast oh, retelling. Oh, okay. I didn't know either what it was about. I just like as I said, it looked like it had good ratings, and I was like, kind of, and it's like. It was recommended, so I was like, "Why not?" 
Yeah, everyone and their mama been reading that shit. And so naturally I had to also pick it because I like to judge. Okay, well, I'm going to quickly, quickly say the other mangas that I'm going to read. No, we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear. No. I will pause this. That was it. That was it. It was just those three. Wow, we're so annoying. I think we should take off the weir and put in I... Anyways, so furry style. Don't worry, guys. We will obviously be reading another monster book for you guys as well. This time it will be my choice. I'm going to find the sluttiest, nastiest monster romance book for us to read. It'll have tentacles. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, though, that's my, that's the the downside. Because, like, okay, if you're going to give me alien porn, make it nasty. Like, freaking... What's that shit called? Ice Planet Barbarian. How are you going to give me alien porn and make it boring and then make the girl annoying on top of that? Like, pick a struggle. Yeah. She can't be a dumb bitch, too, guys. You got you to gotta pick one. Yeah. Abby was way better than Georgia. Like I said, way, way better. I gave it 2.5, I believe. Mm-mm, I would give it 3.5. But yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I gave it 2.5. Because, like, you know, it was halfway decent. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it half as much. Um. So, freestyle. Yay. Um, once again, we don't have a topic because we're both tired <laughs> yes. and we're only going to talk for like 15 minutes or so. Ha! So what are we going to talk? Oh, yeah. We want to talk about how black women are stupid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's kind, it's kind of in line with so there's that really popular tweet that says like, I, I, I do not support. <laughs> yeah. All black women. Some of you bitches are stupid or crazy. And you know what? We're going to talk about Nicki Minaj. We're gonna oh, talk my about God. The, the low mix situation. And then you're going to talk about like, the other <laughs> black girl because that ties into the book that you did read. And so if you don't know, um, Jesse Nelson from Little Mix left a group a couple months ago, whatever. And she said it's because she couldn't handle the stress. And she did come up with a, a documentary about bullying and the, specifically the bullying she faced. Um, you know, even selfish. though... Even though everyone knows Leanne received way worse, but whatever. Yeah. So she did release this documentary. I watched the documentary and, you know, I, I did feel bad for her. But I'll be honest, when she left Little Mix, my thought was she's only, she's leaving them because she wants to go solo. Yeah. And, like, that was literally my thought. And I, like, I didn't really She wanted to be Zane. You're not Zane, bitch. Yes, yes. And also, too, I think, I do think that she was, like, not to be that person but i do feel like she was jealous because everybody else in the group is significantly smaller than her and she always stood out for that reason so i think that there was some insecurities there from her Mm -hmm. personally that's that's what i think as well so like she wanted like i don't think that she really like it's about the fact that she was she felt like she was under a microscope and bullied because i feel like i was like no she's gonna be making music so there's no reason that's the thing it's that she no matter how good she looked, she was always going to be compared to people who are just like they're just significantly smaller than her. And I thought that I felt like personally that was her biggest issue with the girls, so um, the comparisons. And so she, for that reason, wanted to leave. And I honestly I could understand that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you're like, but like, but don't lie and be like, oh, you wanted you weren't being able to make like the music you wanted to make when you release shit that's like horrible. So oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think that she really also honestly couldn't be the black fishing slut 
sorry, I shouldn't say that. The black push and hoe that she wanted to be. How you <laughs> how you like your men bad and then be showing all black guys, but yet still every guy that you've publicly dated has been it's a white a man. Guy. It's a white guy. And it's like, and it was given really big like gangbang vibes in the music video as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so basically. Well, from what I saw from the music video, because best believe I ain't watched that shit. I did watch the music video when it first aired, like, because I was, like, interested in it and was, like, I mean, I just, I figured it'd be a mess, but, like, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a mess. But, yeah, like, as I said, like, it gave me real big black fishing, like, I want I wanted to be gangbanged by a bunch of, like, you know, hood men vibes. That's like, she just didn't reckon, she, like, she didn't realize that, bitch, this is not 2000 where people can get away with that shit. Yeah, this this is not a Cheryl Cole video from like 2003. This is not N Dubs. You know, like this this is not you You're know, not Christina Aguilera. Christina, you're not no Gwen Stefani. Like Yeah, you're not these people. Like it's not that time. Like we're in a place where people are always having these conversations. And the thing is, is like she knew, like, I mean, she had to have known. Like she tried to she okay, so she personally said that oh, I didn't delete any of the tweets that were saying, calling me out for blackfishing before. Because, I mean, we've seen how she has changed herself physically, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, she's saying that she didn't notice that there was criticism for it before. and But her, but, like, tweets were being deleted or Instagram comments were being deleted and people were being blocked. And so she came back and was like, oh, my team must have done it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ha, ha, ha. And, her, and then, like, her team put out, like, a, a post saying, like, they were the ones who handled the account, blah, 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 right? But then she also, one, she lied because she said that the members never said anything about her, her black vision. Um, but then she came back and said that um, after they did the Sweet Melody video that um leanne had been like um girl you need to stop because this is not a good look yeah and leanne's like people also confirmed that yeah they had this conversation with her yeah and so she point blank lied about it and then on top of that i saw that she had tried to put out like some some posts of a screen cap that people had discovered was fake as well too yeah jesse jesse is actually like the the anti-bully queen herself is actually a real-time bully and is also a fucking liar. And then we had Nikki. Ugh. Nikki Minaj is one of the most disgusting human, human beings, beings on, this, on planet. this planet. Hands down. Okay, not just because of the fact that her brother molested somebody, like a little girl, and she stood by him, put her house up for collateral for him, had her mom go on TV lying, straight lying, and she supported him. She didn't publicly support him, in the way that she's done for her husband, but she did support him like behind the scenes, and we have proof of that because we have receipts of that. And then she gets with Mr. Petty, who's also a registered sex offender. She knew about all of this, of course, and then has been harassing the woman that he he molested and raped, um, basically since for the entirety of their career. And and you can't even say it's a new story because I like if you listen to the read, they anytime something of this this story popped up they were talking about it so it's been months that nikki has been harassing this poor woman because she wants them to drop the charges against her husband um but apparently he is a no-show for 60 days for whatever case it is so he's going to jail for sure so there's that um and which is also the reason why she is like projected so heavily onto this whole defending of jesse bullshit but also too 
if we want to rewind even just like a month ago when she was doing all that fucking anti-COVID things, remember mm-hmm. she started that when the news first came out that her, she and her husband were literally harassing this woman. So every time something happens with her husband, she acts out and tries to deflect from the situation. And so this is what we mean when we say... And she does it, and she does it because she does it in the way of like trying to put this because she knows at the end of the day, some of her like very hive minded, stupid barb fans will just be like, Oh, yeah, that happened, no idea that happened, or Oh, yeah, remember when that happened? (laughs) Haha, it's a joke, or whatever. And it's just like, Ugh, like she's so, ugh. Yes, so this is why we're saying. That we don't support all women, we don't support all black women because some of you bitches are dumb. Jesse, you're on that list. Nicki Minaj, oh my god, you're so on but that Jessie list. But Jesse isn't even black, so no, no, oh, that's why I said women. all women. Yeah, that's why I said women. <laughs> it's not just black women. Here. It's like women in general. Some of you women are stupid. stupid and you know so the far. thing, like when I tell you, so even so, I you don't have TikTok, so you don't notice. But like, so there's this TikToker, Pablo. Um, they went and they were talking about Nikki's situation. They were they were talking about like um the whole Jesse situation, and Nikki was straight up in their comments, like fighting with them, and <laughs> it's like, lady, you're almost forty. Like, why are we doing this? Don't like, you have to breastfeed your son like don't you have to feed him like you have a whole baby why don't you like why are we doing this like come on come on ma'am come on yes like ugh. and then to tie in to the reason why nat was like oh talk about that later the book that i read so it's called the other black girl um it's by um zania oh zakia dahlia harris it's like one of those very anticipated books and it's like it's the tagline is that Get Out meets the Stepford Wife in the electric debut about the tension that unflurs when two young black women meet against the starkly white backdrop of New York City book publishing. Um, so my issue with this book is just that, like, like I said, I don't think it was written for black women. One, I think it tried too hard to let you know that, hey, I'm a black book, you know, because like it was like, oh, and when the police was doing this and Georgia was doing this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're, you're a black book. But I didn't like that the main like theme was, you know, how black people will step on each other to assimilate closer to whiteness, which, yeah, we know happens. But like, why is that like, why is that like the, the story that you want to set out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think it happens as much as people think it happens. Think it happens, yeah. yeah. And I, especially, I don't think anymore. I think there's definitely a lot more Black people out here working together and doing the groundwork together. Um, maybe like in, maybe like in the early 1900s or some shit like that. You know, that would have been a story, right? Yeah, right. like, and that's what, and you, girl, you were gonna go right into my next point I was gonna make. I feel like this book would have been better suited. So, like, at the beginning of this book, we we did like encounter this one person um this black lady and it was like i think it was set back in like the um i think it was like the 80s or something or like the early 80s or the late 80s and i'm like you see if that was a theme of this book back then i could understand but like you're set this book is set in 2018 like and then we have this character who she's like you know she grew up in the suburbs and then the other girl the one who did the evil evil fucking air grease 
to like <laughs> manipulate her or whatever is from Harlem and she like has dreads is it dreads I think it was dreads I think she had I think she had dreads but she had like long dreads and she was blacker than this other than the other girl who she was like threatening and then like forcing out you know what I'm saying so it's just like it was just like uh like uh it makes my skin crawl very much given the house slave versus the field slave narrative and I'm like this is not for black women like you didn't write this book for us you wrote this book for white people to read and be like oh my god you know what i'm saying black people have problems too guys it's not just us like it's just like uh like honestly just thinking about it just makes me so annoyed i i think i ended up giving it like two stars or something um just because like you know it physically pains me to rate like a book written by a black woman lower than two stars but um i just she got seven, I think she got like a seven figure deal for this. So I'm like, damn, I really need to write a book. Oh my God. We need to get on that. Okay. Like we need to just write whatever comes to mind because clearly that's what these people be doing. Okay. Like they're just writing anything. And then the other thing with this book is that it's like, it's, I, it was, it's not even a long book. I think it's like, so it's like 356 pages and not when I tell you nothing happens for easily 250 of those 356 pages like the story literally does not happen until like the last third of the book wow so that's why a lot of people complain and they're like where was the editor um so the book club I'm in did do an interview with her and I do want to watch it but I don't I didn't want to watch it before I gave my initial thoughts maybe after watching the video i'll understand more about why she wrote it and how she chose to it and why she did the things that she did but i just wanted to let it not be known how i feel about it upon immediate reading immediately finishing reading the book you know yeah okay well that's disappointing i love <laughs> i love it when like you know black people are winning obviously but like not like this <laughs> i mean it's the same it, well it's the same way i felt about um such a fun age by Kylie reed where like yeah i'm really happy that that book did so well and i feel like the other black girls also edited in that direction where it's going to do so well um I, I believe i could be lying though but i believe they picked it up for a um series or may, maybe not a series but like a mini series or something i believe they picked up either it was either the other black girl or such a fun age but one of the two of them will be be made into like a series and i'm like that's good and i'm very happy that you know you guys are doing that but like also i feel like some of the stories that you're telling it's like are you telling yeah like are you telling it for us or are you telling it for white people you know yeah and see that's the thing that's why this whole like k-drama come up is making me want like i feel like there's no excuse that we can't have more like romance novels or series or stuff like that featuring like black women because Mm -hmm. like there is a market for romance regardless of the, the like the ethnicity and stuff like that like we're proving it right now with like the come up of K dramas and K entertainment. Yes. So it's like you have no excuse. Like, and this is the thing too, right? Like they hate doing romance stuff because I feel like they they feel like it's there's no value in it. But like even if you don't see there's any value in it, like you have to know there's money in it. Look at like how well Fifty Shades did. Like, so it's like you can't just because you don't see 
a reason to do it and you'd rather tell more like you rather have Dave Chappelle be up there being problematic and supporting that than like putting up like Nicole Bahari and John Cho in a, in like a rom-com or something. <laughs> we'll you never know, like, stop asking for that rom-com in case I you know, guys, guys are wondering. <laughs> Exactly. But like, it just doesn't make any sense, especially from like a fiscal standpoint, because you know that it sells, you know, people want to see, it. you know, people will pay for it. Like, come on, guys. Like, at like, at this point, like it is a deliberate thing. Choice. It is. It is a choice. And, you know, we like, it, it really fucking annoys me. I'm going to be honest with you. It just so, annoys me so much. And now I think like personally. No, but even and like, because, like, especially, like, take a look at Netflix, too. Like, on the block, you know, this was their final season or whatever. Yes. And they're having a spinoff. And they took out all of the Negroes. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. Uh. <sighs> oh, my God. But on that note. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I think that is going to be it. I don't think there's anything else I really want to complain about, to be honest with you, for like, because this is technically kind of like a freestyle, but not really. But yeah, I don't think. Yeah, this was a more, this was a more targeted freestyle. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think there's anything else to complain about. Just, you know. I just have one final complaint in the whole, like, you know, just like black women supporting black women thing. Um, Authors. I know you want to let people know that you're writing an interracial romance, but you want <laughs> to put them in black love tag. Because when I go into a black love tag, I am looking for a black man and a black woman. I understand we, we you know, we have our BWAM, <laughs> BWWF. <laughs> you know what I haven't seen? BWLM. Why haven't they put BWLM? <laughs> Well, I guess Latin men would be white men or black That's men. true, but so. still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it is in white men because when you see shit like, you know, the Italian, the black woman, the Italian millionaire's secret baby, like, he's a Latin man, technically. I mean, Italian is a romance language, you know? <laughs> so, well, no, because, like, you know, so they say that the Latinos is like uh, that's from south america um, yeah the the okay. lat like the south america and then you know you had the spanish and then the hispanic are the spanish speaking caribbean countries it's a whole thing i i i one of my favorite um thing uh podcasters she talks about it because you know she like explains the whole thing because like a lot of people uh-huh. are like a lot of people like to talk about like like to think that um like being Hispanic is a race and like she's like we're not like we're either white like <laughs> like yeah. the fact that they don't a lot of people don't believe that black people can Literally. be um Spanish or like Hispanic or anything like that she like talks about because she's like hello it's that we are a ethnicity not a race but anyways I just wanted I just need people to know that if you do not have two black people do not call it black love and you know I have a question else? for you mm-hmm. okay because I know there's like a lot of drama like in book t- twitter as always um, but I do find that some black authors like they take a lot of pride in writing black on black romance while some of them kind of just yes don't <laughs> and you know what's interesting I've also I, I've noticed that 
the popular black quote-unquote books or like the popular books that have black women are black women with um non-black partners Mm. and like the most pop like i would say like currently the most popular like author is you know who um and her books i do enjoy some of them when i read them but like we went on her deep dive and figured out she does not write (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah (laughs) she doesn't write any black love romance i would love i would love a nice black i think i think seven days in june might be the closest that we're gonna get to a currently trending black love um romance romance and i actually really do i I'm going to read that eventually. I have it. I just haven't gotten to reading it yet. But I think that would be the only one I can think of currently that's like a Black romance that is very well-loved. But, you know, they, they there's other books that are like, um, that people love with like a Black woman. So like, you know, the whole uh, Brown Sisters trilogy is like everyone loves them. But yeah, but also too, I mean, if you want to read like, you know, black men and black women being in love like beverly jenkins writes that Alyssa cole yeah but she like like, um beverly jenkins doesn't get as popular and then with Alyssa cole so her most popular like book right now for per book like the book space is the um thriller that she wrote right oh yeah yeah, I know. We're interesting, right? Yeah. It's it's it, that's the the her the most popular book that she wrote. With Beverly Jenkins, people don't really talk about her. She's not not a factor. Like there's really just a cycle of the same like three to four black romance authors that get cycled around. Which is which is why I always make a point to be like, Hey, I know you guys love these three authors, but like can we have some other people thrown into this mix? like other black authors exist you guys do know that right yeah 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 that's crazy like i mean you know i haven't really read anything in a while outside mm-hmm. of what we do here i don't really read as much as i used to um and the only books- i'm forcing her to read guys yes but like this and i definitely haven't read much romance actually i was going through my old romance novels the ones i'm gonna like give away and they're like basically just all white people <laughs> oh yeah no yeah. same though so yeah. <laughs> this is this is just a random tangent yeah. but someone was like oh to all my like all the smut readers like what was the first smut book smutty book you read i'm like bitch how the hell am i supposed to remember that like my fast ass was reading books i had no business reading (laughs) when i was like 12 or something mine was um either wifey by judy bloom which is not kind of smutty but it was pretty like adult for like a 12 year old okay right Um, like what was we doing reading that that or part of the bargain by i can't remember the name of the author but it's a book that actually we had in my house and um it was my mom i guess my mom had read it a lot too and like it had no cover no back you know you know those books right you know those books (laughs) not you blowing up mommy's spot like this So, um, basically I read that book and that was like, honestly, if you want to have a fun time, like with drama in like Texas, that's the book for you to read. Okay. Because like (laughs) she, 
came home and she was like all traumatized because she'd married some big rich dude from the city and he was a fucking asshole and like his his son from his first wife or whatever had died and he just didn't give a shit he just wanted her he just wanted to knock her up so they had a new heir and so she went back home to her 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 small town in texas where her father was like in charge of this ranch and where she had like this stormy sort of like enemies kind of relationship with like one of the sons of of like the owner and like the other son was in love with her like but he was married he was married to like her deaf cousin and it was a lot okay like he was trying to seduce her then the brother was trying to seduce her to get her away from the the two of them because he thought that she was having an affair with his brother and then they faked a marriage it was there was a lot going on okay like for me i honestly can't tell you what it was because i've just read so much you know and i was too young to be reading shit like that honestly it was definitely probably one of them like harley quinn blaze books like my baby daddy's my (laughs) boss's million dollar baby or some shit like that anyways but it's it's part of the bargain by linda lil miller in case anybody wants to read it it's honestly it's a fun ride and i actually re i bought the book like i bought a proper copy when i became an when i was like in my early 20s i think um so i have the book and it is a harlequin book as well <laughs> um but i've been also just reading like fan fiction yeah that too so, in your asha fan fiction <laughs> I was not reading Inuyasha fan fiction. Oh, I, I was reading Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer. And I was reading book. Inuyasha fan Like, I discovered fanfiction.com via Inuyasha. <laughs> that is actually hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, okay, anyways. It. Yes, that's, oh, did you so, have anything else to add? No, Sorry. that's it. Okay, okay. okay. Well, everybody... Thank you for joining us for another Suju Chronicles. And this thing was only 5%, but I'm actually feeling it. Probably because I haven't eaten much today. I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> guys, so thank you for being here. You know, we appreciate you. Um, I'm actually surprised when I go to Anchor and I see that people actually listen to this thing. Like, not because I don't think that we're not giving it. Because I definitely feel like we're Yeah, we're so entertaining. Nikki's but- probably going to sue us. Um <laughs> But it is what it is. <laughs> yes. But, you know, because we we don't market ourselves probably as well as we should. So that's why I'm surprised. But anyways, uh, thank you for being here. You can find us on Twitter at Soju Chronicles. You can find us at Gmail, which is uh, Soju Chronicles at gmail.com. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And yeah, sorry guys, it was a short one, but you know, we made sure we no, had time. Not sorry, say you're welcome. You guys have been listening, you guys listen to us blabber for two hours and like sometimes more than two hours every week. Here's 30 minutes of your time back. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>